Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 79 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. How's it going? Thanks for coming back. Thanks for rechecking it out. Thanks for re-upping Utopia to Me episodes. Thanks for always coming in and checking out what the latest thing is, the latest guest, the latest story, the latest rant, the latest hypothetically thizing. That's totally uh, an English word from English class. Now... This episode is fun. So where are you? Are you, um, don't, please. If you're out there acting like Teen Wolf, a movie from the 80s, and you're surfing on top of a guy named Styles' van, and you're going, hey, I'm surfing, but really you're just dangerously standing on a van that's driving down a road, don't do that. Be careful. Look, I'm a dad now, okay? So I can't picture you guys out there getting into such dangerous uh, trouble. That's all I say to my daughter now. Be careful. Ugh. This is, is it normal for a dad to just, that's all he says to his child? Be careful. Be careful. Get down. Watch out. Look out. Don't touch it. Everything's hot. Everything's sharp. Everything's dangerous. And look, for you, the listener, I know most of Utopia to Me's listeners are daredevils. And they like to climb on top of vans and pretend like they're surfing around like the Teen Wolf movie from, I probably think, 1984. So, be careful. But listen to this podcast episode in the comfort of your own home this time, all right? Something cozy, like a nice couch that, uh, you know, when you can't get to sleep tonight, you go uh, you go onto the couch and then you roll around and then you put this podcast on. That'll help. Sometimes coaches, coaches are comfier than beds. Wow, that's a long intro. Maybe it's because I just chugged an English breakfast tea and I'm jacked. The thing is, is this is a great episode. It's Pat Bircher, who is a Canadian comedian who has traveled all around the world. We talk about that in the first bit of the episode. And he's really funny and unique, and I love watching his stand-up. So, you know, if you haven't seen him and you're not familiar, go check him out. It's a fun... Here's one thing that you'll... Okay, when I first started the podcast, this episode, 79, I had about four tacos, and I was a little logy. But throughout the podcast... Okay, so the first, you know, you get logy, Chris, for the first few minutes. But then I drink a green tea, and so does Pat... And then, wow, does the conversation get action-packed, I think. I don't even remember what we talked about. Random stuff, the stuff of the day, but lots of good stuff. Pat has some good ideas. So we're going to dive in there now. And uh, did I sell that or did I not sell that? It's a fun convo. I love talking to Pat. I love getting his perspective on things. As soon as I, you know me, as soon as I drink the green tea, I become more of a chatterbox. I try not to interrupt him. But here we go. It was fun hanging out with Pat Bircher. This is the longest intro I've ever done. I'm just having fun with you guys. Look, I'm going to be honest. I checked the stats finally on Utopia to Me on the internet recently, and it seems like there's a lot of listeners for this podcast. It's really popular. So I appreciate that. Maybe that's why I'm a bit more chatterbox long intro right now, because I'm appreciative of how many people are actually checking it out and listening to it. Unless it's like WTF and you just fast forward through this part and you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, either way, here we go. 
episode 79 with Pat Bercher. Here we go. Enjoy. Energy. Up. I need energy. Up. Up. Podcast. Welcome to podcast. Here's my impression. Uh, here's my imitation of the sound of someone getting slapped. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. Yeah, you do it. Okay. <laughs> or do I have to? Yeah. Do the person. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You know <laughs> That's the shock. Yeah, the shock. Watch. <laughs> hey man <laughs> what the f- yeah what the hell what the hell <laughs> you, you left the fan on i can hear it can i turn it off no yeah in you the left bathroom the light on yeah i'll be right back ladies and gentlemen that is your guest pat bircher that is See, he hears a fan, and he thought I left the fan on in the bathroom, but I didn't. I didn't. He went into another room now, and he's looking for a fan like it's the movie The Conversation. Oh, he left the heater on in the other room. What's that room? Is that an office? That's my office. So let's describe this house that you live in. Pat Bircher, super funny stand-up comedian. Uh, road dog extraordinaire. <laughs> road dog. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so what now? Your um, office is here. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But you share this house downtown Toronto with uh Monty Scott, uh Jared Campbell, Marito Lopez, Nick Beaton, Nick Beaton, Chris Roberts. Chris Roberts. That's Mar- all comedians, right? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And then the bathroom's gross. Oh, buddy. I fixed it a while ago, but and then... It got bad again? Yeah, because people don't leave the door closed and the, turn the light off, and then the fan's off, and then... Mold is the issue. Yeah, man. You know what it is? The mold is a... Um, it's not the issue. It became an issue, but it's a symptom of a sick system, which is people closing the door and turning the light and fan off. So it just becomes an incubator in there. Blech. Yeah. That's a lot of boys bathing in like a slime. Boys bathing Do you go somewhere slime. else to shower then? No. I just don't touch that wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's not That's like good. the mold comes for you in the shower. It's like, hello, hey, mold. Yeah. You know? Touch my face. <laughs> um, talk about some of your stand-up comedy accomplishments um when did you start doing stand-up comedy 13 years ago 2005 five ish yeah okay i don't know the exact date here in toronto yeah it was uh, the first time i actually did stand up was at this um competition called stand-up sit down fight 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 oh yeah um and i saw a bunch of people there that later i'd be actually um fighting fighting no <laughs> but it was a really weird experience like i i just basically my brother signed me up because he's friends with ali who was in that yeah and then um ali who not ali hassan no ali badshaw yeah 
That is. Do you want to hear a weird coincidence? Sure. Uh, people listening on the way to Pat's house, I was telling him about how I just started taking this acting course, and I I'm so embarrassed about trying to act for real. And then uh, Ali Badshaw's in the class. Shut up. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's good. Well, I only did one class so far, but I, I liked what he was good in that class. I was a mess. I didn't know my lines, and and uh, it was embarrassing. Do you know what you should? You should be like Marlon Brando. I am cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's an, enough said. Then I'm handsome to a point. <laughs> but you, you, supposedly, what he would do. On yeah, set, I know. Is he tape his lines everywhere. He's tape his lines to um, to everything. A uh, little child's face. Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it always looks like he's uh, talking to the actors' privates. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's I've not. read every Hollywood Insider novel. Right. I've got nothing to do. Nothing to do. So you did that here. show, and then you met a lot of people that you would later go on to well, I saw see them. around town. Well, yeah, like that's where I first saw uh, Dave Mahesh was there, mm-hmm. and then I forget who else. He's done this podcast. Of, yeah, it's pretty cool. It was good. Yeah, charismatic man. He's going to China. Yeah, I think everyone look out for that. Yeah, if you're in China, and it, this comes out before he's there, go check him out. If you're in China listening to this podcast, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> but I don't really think that's happening yet but i would love that it may have happened and then also go see dave Mirhaj when he goes to china yeah um and then so you did you just did stand up but then when did you go to the uk then maybe uh in uh like two years later what made you do that my brother was living there at the time and then some guy told me i could make money over there did you i started to a little bit into it but you're like eh, making money's not for me no, I like the. I just didn't like it over there. Right, I haven't it's been. Just, yeah, is it, is it it's all right. It's like I made some really good friends and stuff. Yeah, and you know I had some good times, but it just like or like the thing is like you can see where other people get to, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just saw where other Canadians or North Americans got to, and it mm-hmm. seemed like there wasn't really space for them like you wouldn't really get your own tv show or stuff like you can get guest spots on panel shows and stuff like that yeah which we do do, have some friends that do that yeah but to actually get on tv and do your own thing wasn't isn't really a thing over there only i'd say what's his name did that richard fulcher rich fulcher he was a side guy on a show right on mighty boosh yeah and snuffbox yeah yeah but he did well over there. You know, there there is potential for that. Yeah. But it's just, it seemed like um, more of a crapshoot over there than over here. I see what you mean. Because you're not like super speaking the language, right? Yeah. And they're not going to give, it's going to be tough for them to sell it to a producer. Like not, like people would probably watch it. You know, if it's funny, it's funny. But yeah. for someone to be like, will people watch this? To convince someone of that, I guess. Right. Right. So in the end, you could make money easier in the UK, but you sort of just end up being a road dog for the most part anyways. Yeah, like there was a point where I was there and I wasn't traveling that much. And then I got a commercial and then I used that money to 
travel around and then that's when that all started yeah and then i got tired of that because then i saw i just saw like where that could lead to like to be a someone that's just doing comedy on the road for the rest of my life isn't something i want to do it's not something i frown mm. upon but it's just tiring and I it's lonely mean. it makes me sad yeah it does too because it's like so you make all these strangers laugh and then you just sit in a hotel room by yourself yeah and, which is fine everyone being like while. be healthy get a good night's sleep and you never do no and yeah there's a usually a gym in the hotel but there's also like free booze and shitty food you know yeah yeah, yeah you're right so where else did you travel because i know you've been to australia I went to Asia. I went to where, like Europe. I've been to like um, uh, where where was it? I asked you about Asia before. Remember? Yeah, yeah, a we, while ago. Yeah, or not in this conversation. No, I don't remember <laughs> that. I remember we were promoting Dave's Asian tour. Yeah, you're listening to Pat Bircher, but check out Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what episode was he on? Do you I remember? can't remember, but it was uh, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Which, but so what did you do? You did that did you do the sort of same uh Asian tour trajectory that everybody the a lot of Canadians are doing? I, I've I've heard about people going over there a lot, but uh No, I went to been. it was more like Southeast Asia. Like I never yeah. went to like China or anything. Okay. Or Japan. I went to but like did you Thailand and stuff? Um I went on a tour with Garrett Jameson. Yeah. And he went to Thailand, but I did another thing while he was in Thailand. Like, right. It just didn't I remember when you so guys we did both that. could do that. Yeah. But yeah, I wound up in like Singapore and Kuala Lumpur, cool. Vietnam, um, Myanmar, and stuff like that. Insane. Yeah. Was it good? It was fun. Like but a it lot is of expats kinda, there? Yeah. Do they get what you're saying? Yeah, for the most part. You know. Yeah, it's not yeah. like too colloquial or something no but they're you know it's also one of those things where it's like do you feel like you have to be broad there no you don't have to it's like you feel it out like everyone has to feel it out for themselves like it's weird for someone to say oh you have to talk about this that and the other because you can make anything funny it's just like it the I found with just doing comedy in other places, it just takes like a show or two to get off your back foot because that's when you're you're least funny, right? When you're like worried about it, you're like, yeah. oh, do they like this? You know, and then yeah, yeah. But as soon as you don't give a shit, and then because you can always catch, yeah, the audience could tell. Yeah, but also like you can always make something that didn't work funny by reacting to it the right way. Yeah, you know. So as long as you're not like nervous and uptight about the whole thing, yeah, then you can always fix it in the moment or whatever. Cool. Because you know, like if you watch someone and they just keep missing and they don't acknowledge it in any way, shape, or form, they yeah. just dig themselves a hole. But Makes if you, you like die. acknowledge the fact that you're fucking out, you're like, why isn't this working in a different way? You can get them to laugh at it. It makes you want to die. Yeah, it makes you want to die because you feel like you're dying and then the stage becomes a void and you wish you could get sucked into the black hole that it has become. Imagine um, imagine if you will. <laughs> imagine if you will. Bombing in front of uh, people in South Asia to the point where... Southeast Asia? Southeast Asia, sorry. <laughs> okay. I, well, I've never been there so it. I don't even know how to say it. Yeah. I'm ignorant. I I want to go though. I do want to. It's like I don't want to be a road dog necessarily. Yeah. But I want to. I want everybody. I want to go everywhere. You want to take some trips? 
Yeah, but I also want to do it for the craft of stand-up, too. Like, yeah. Not just to go see um, yeah. tropical but plants. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tasty drinks. Well, I like tropical plants and when they put them in the tasty drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's but you went I to went Australia, for. too, a few yeah. times. A yeah. couple times. Yeah. But and how was that? It was fun, but it's like that other thing, too, where it's like... Um, because a lot of it was couch surfing and stuff. Yeah. And sort of reached the end of that eventually, yeah. where it's just so tiring. Because I, I just felt every time I went, also all my friends. It's funny that sleeping started... on a couch is tiring after a while. <laughs> yeah. But it's also everything that comes with it, because you just feel like you're in someone. Or at least I did. Yeah. I felt like I was in people's ways. And like also all my friends that yeah. I met over there, now they have like families. They all like kids and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to be like, hey, you want another child? You want you want someone to imitate your child if he doesn't make it following his dream yeah, later yeah. on in life? Something like that. Good morning. Are those eggs for me? <laughs> oh, they're for your son? Um, I'll well, eat them if he doesn't finish them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you going to finish those? Yeah. <laughs> to the little boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's good. You got it in there, though. Yeah. Um, you know what it's it was, like. Yeah. That's yeah. another place where I don't know the language of the scene, and I've never given it a shot. But it's similar. Like, I've heard a lot of people say this, too. It's similar to Canada, like the mentality of Australia. I guess for for whatever reason, you can pontificate on that if you want. Like they think they're but better than everybody? Yeah, man. <laughs> we are the kings. We're both taking sips of green tea right now. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Um, well, that's nice. And then what do you have planned? Anything pl- big planned coming up soon? Top secret. <laughs> Not, nothing too big. Um, I I sort of like, I didn't want to travel too much. Yeah. But then now I, I, I got lazy though and I didn't um, um, book a lot of stuff. So that's why I don't oh, have Toronto a is lot an amazing planned. city to go out every night and work on your stuff but nothing punches your stuff up better than taking it on the road unfortunately yeah right because you get more time Uh, on stage you get more time but you also get to know like oh what's been working forever in my comfort zone and what can work with like a brand new broad audience that no one knows me yeah and also it's great when you get to do like a weekend and you do like five shows and you're just doing longer sets but that's sort of what I was just talking about. I did. I just did. Uh, oh, should I even say? Well, like, <laughs> I just did a weekend in another city, and the club, um, the audience was a bit like maybe broader and not as comedy savvy as I wanted them to be. Yeah. So then I'm sort of not really working on my stuff. I'm sort of like doing old stuff that I know works and. You know, you get into those, that that happens too. Yeah. You can tinker with new stuff in the middle a bit, but you got to like almost do the safety set. But it's also like the way I see it too is it's almost like surfing, you know, because <laughs> <You know? laughs> sometimes there's great waves and you catch a wave and you're like, oh, we can no, play with true. this. Sometimes there's and like, then other yeah. times it feels like you're in a paddle pool or something. And it's like, guys, yeah. there's, no, there's no energy there for whatever reason. Yeah. But it's incredible when you see... I got off stage of one of these nights, and yeah. everyone was like, that was great, man. And I was like, that was so boring. 
<laughs> so I don't get it. Like I think it's just my attitude sometimes. It's a I don't know. I think there's so many different. Um, I feel bad when people are like that variables. was so funny, and I'm like that was boring to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel like a sociopath. Yeah, but also it's almost like your AI. Yeah. You know? Well, that sometimes when you're like me. your whole humanity yeah. is ending, I'll stab you with a knife, and I won't even know what I'm doing. You're done. Soup. Soup. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, sound of ni- a knife going into your body, all smooth. Soup. Um, like at the end of... Remember that movie? Which one? Ex Machina. Oh, I don't know if I watched Oh, that. man. This robot uh, AI woman. Spoiler uh, alert. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. No, you can say it now because I said spoiler alert. Isn't that how that works? Spoiler alert if you still want to see Ex Machina three years later. <laughs> yeah. The robot... There's a part where a robot stabs somebody. Yeah. And it's done so well because it's not... Like it, it's not how like a person would react to stabbing somebody. It's how like something that doesn't understand human pain would stab something. I, that image sticks in my mind a lot. Do you think that that's how like sociopaths like it's like this. go about it? And then the oh, person, it's like very mechanical. Very, yeah, like, mechanical, but like smooth. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I think a sociopath probably does that for sure. Because I feel like a normal person. They would only stab someone if they absolutely had to protect themselves. <laughs> I just stabbed you right now. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, exactly like yeah, that. Like that. <laughs> oh, what the? <laughs> but did it look I right? Yeah. A threat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people would act like they'd still wince because they know the pain they're inflicting. Yeah. Whereas the robot doesn't know that. It's just like soup. Don't you find that interesting, though, how people have like similar reactions to things yeah. like that? Yeah. Like you wouldn't. You, you know what I mean? We're all beasts. Ugh. Ouch, Uchi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's one of the funniest sounds I think. <laughs> like when you see something gross. Just any time. Um. Wow, what is that movie where he imitates the person scraping shit off the shoe, and they're like, <laughs> "It's really funny." <laughs> Uh, You're tired, man. I freaking ate four tacos before coming here. I'm an idiot. Yeah. When and you texted you're in me, when, when you, you texted me, I was eating tacos. Really? Yeah. And just so you, just like I just want to know how comfortable is the chair? It's really so. The thing is, <laughs> if you you're listening to this episode right now, and it's a good one, I I promise. <laughs> but it is going a bit slow. We're also in the ins- most insanely comfortable chairs. Yeah. Where are these chairs from? They're they're actually Brian Hat's old chairs. He couldn't fit them in his new place. <laughs> yeah. So they're uh, IKEA so chairs. Nice they're those standard them. like comfy IKEA chairs. <laughs> that's so nice that you got them. Yeah. It's very Your nice standard thing. IKEA chairs. They are though. They're those classics, you know? The classic. They're beautiful. What are they called? They're so comfortable. They probably have a weird name. They always have the weird There's canvas. Name. They're canvas pillow sort of rocking chairs almost. Yeah. They're almost like, um, so they're like Swedish uh, Muskoka chairs. But you're right. I am acting tired. I'm asking you slow, simple questions. So then let's kickstart this and jump right into your utopia. And then we'll get some <laughs> exciting stuff going on. Do you have right. any utopian ideas? 
I got him. I know you know the premise of the thing. Yeah. Okay. And Remember, so, it can not even. It doesn't even have to be this planet. It could be anything you want. Yeah. Do you know what though? I think um, there's there's a lot of stuff, right? Because it's like, where do you want to start? Yeah. Um, me. Where? Yeah, do you where, where, like if you? I used to try and guide them, but now I I like uh, the guest leading. Oh, yeah. yeah. So whatever yeah. whatever you feel like is more passionate, the most passionate thing you want to say to you. Let's start with that. I I say the first thing would just be to like I, it might sound cheesy or whatever, yeah. But just like some fucking crazy good sort of just education system. Wow, that's so weird because <clears throat> it sort of starts off with a point that I was leaving off with at the end of my last episode. Really? With Aaliyah Pabani. I didn't... Yeah. Out I, yet? It, no, it's just like a one point. I was Okay, but yeah. let me hear your point first. Well, I think it's important for people to understand themselves and the, the way the world works and how interactions That's what I was fucking saying. All that. My but, last episode ended with, I think, kids at a young age should maybe be taught to be in tune with their feelings and their emotions. Yeah. Right? Because we still live in a very heavily repressed society in that oh, regard. Oh, for sure. And that's and I, why all these, all this fucked up shit happens. It's yeah, the, like, we, we, me and Aaliyah were basically talking to the alt-right appear to be horny nerds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I mean, sorry guys, but uh, maybe a lot Imagine though a they lot change of, the name from alt-right to horny nerds. <laughs> <laughs> that would really take the sting out of the movement, eh? They should change it to ain't right. Yeah. Oh boy! Oh boy! No, I'm sorry. Listen, fellas. No, I just kidding. Actually. Hey, fellas. But like, yeah. yeah, maybe you know, like, do you know what I? It's complicated. Obviously, yeah. different groups of people with varying opinions. It's complicated. But I think that a lot of issues in the world right now come from uh, maybe people projecting their problems onto other people without dealing what's hurting them on the inside first. Yeah, and it's and the education system could have courses that teach that early on in age, so that people become comfortable with the good and bad feelings that they feel within themselves. Yeah, and it's about getting the stigma removed from that. Yeah, just being able to go like, "Hey, man, I'm thinking this weird shit. What's that mean?" And then like, "Ah, you need more potatoes." Speaking of stigmas, I was in Calgary recently for the laugh shop, and uh, I would bring up. I have a bunch of new jokes about going to therapy, and when I ask if anyone goes to therapy in the audience, it the butts got tight in the room most of the time. Yeah. So I feel like because maybe I can't, I don't want to paint Calgary with such a broad brush, but maybe because it's a bit more conservative over there, people still have a stigma about that. But has no one watched The Sopranos? Tony well, went to fucking therapy. Yeah, I know, but even in The Sopranos, the whole time, Tony's got an issue with people knowing that he goes to therapy. That's and, true. And he's got an issue within himself about uh, going, you know? Yeah. All right. I've only this saw round. this first season. <laughs> Mr. Locke. I don't know. I've yeah. only seen the first season, which is insane, yeah. I know. But I'm whatever. sure there's other seasons where I he's like... I watched Game of Thrones. Whatever, I go to therapy, guess. Yeah. But... The, Game of Thrones, they all go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> the dragon's the therapist, right? The, yeah, the dragon's then, like, I want <laughs> to breathe fire, but I don't. 
<laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody. I'd, I'd like to be, just be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be able to breathe fire on a whole horde of armies and not feel guilty about it. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> if a dragon talk like that, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, man? Nothing. Yeah. Okay, Ooh, sorry. That was the dragon. Oh. I keep distracting you, though. I want to hear oh. your opinions. So, so those are my oh, opinions yeah. that I was sort of like weirdly well, touching on well, at the I end of last episode, which is crazy. The thing, too, is like the way I see it, too, is like right now, I think one of the most progressive fields in any, in any avenue is sports because they'll utilize new findings the quickest, right? Because they want to win. Right. Right. So they're they're like, oh, this works now. If you shoot this way or if you catch this way or if you block this way, yeah. then everyone does it. And it happens like that. Whereas in every other avenue, it's like, I don't know. You know, so they have all these new findings with like neuroplasticity or whatever or therapy. Right. And it takes so long for them to implement them. And it's because you have all these old guards that are like, well, this is my sort of way. I mean, I wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> and I have I I'm the in charge of this so i think like realistically instead of having like a government where you have like a czar sort of like one person in charge of like say like health and safety and one person in charge of environment you just have a whole panel of like um experts and then once that person's like the ideas get outdated, then they get pushed aside and it's not and it, a lot of it. It's just there's all this collusion, right? Like, like all this bullshit with money and people making money. It's off weird because the states are ideas. making the that giant like committee now out of old minded people. Yeah, but that's like it's almost um, it's like what the, I was thinking. Like I haven't looked into it a lot, but yeah. it seems to me like it's. It's almost like this dying empire that's taking on, like, supporting the ideas that are killing it. Yeah. You know, in a last-ditch attempt to save it. Yeah. Right? Instead of being progressive, they're being the opposite of that. Well, it's like a person that allowed themselves to be vulnerable in a relationship, and then they realize that their partner is a slightly vol volatile, and then they pull themselves back in. And become this guarded dick from like when they were first dating. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Isn't is it? it? I don't know. I don't no, know. It's just a ragtag what? slapdash metaphor. But <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. I like not, that. I, I'm not, I, this is weird because I'm calling back another episode now. Right. When Tim Steves was on, we ended up, he lent me a book um, that is uh, by, uh, what is it? Oh, damn. It was a golf book. Um, Doctor, uh, some, doctor, <laughs> some, but it was about like it was. He said it's it helps your golf game like crazy, but also, um, geez, how did I forget the guy's name? Uh, was it uh, Alice Cooper wrote a book about it? No, it's not Alice Cooper. It's like <laughs> I was gonna put a jacket, but on. it's about the mental aspect of golf. And to be honest, it barely talks about golf. It talks about your mental game, and in a way that it's almost like. Uh, you know, it yeah, it is about the psych getting the psychology. Yeah. And my dad I I let I gave it to my dad because uh he uh he uh is a big golfer and he was like I really liked it, but it's interesting, it wasn't really about the game of golf, it was about the psychology of it. And I'm like, 
Well, that's the thing that uh, screws me up the most. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Like, I remember, you know, uh, Jeff Leeson? Yeah. I was playing him ping pong at the uh, the Absolute thing in uh, Kingston. In, Sorry, I, the... Do- the uh, the um absolute con. doc it's bob rotella that's his name sorry oh the okay. golf book sorry no worries but yeah jeff leeson sorry and we were playing ping pong and i'm not i'm okay at ping pong but yeah. him in uh i think it was full ad was there and they were really good right but then this one game i finally started winning right and it was yeah. beating jeff leeson and he he'd been owning the table for like whatever 10 games yeah and i remember i was like uh, i was quite a bit ahead you know <clears throat> and i was like oh you're in my throat too. yeah i'm like <clears> throat> throat> yeah, yeah. maybe we're just the same person yeah um but and then i remember like just saying to him like passingly but it, it's I was like you're only playing yourself you know and then he's like oh yeah and then he just started kicking my ass again because it's like you helped him <laughs> yeah and he told me <laughs> i saw him at a gig later and he's like i used to think about that from time to time and it's true. That's because when you get in your own head, that's who you're playing against, right? And they have those things, like um, Chris Roberts was telling me, yeah, that it happens to back One of your roommates sometimes, yeah. where they can't throw back to the pitcher. What? And they have to go start going to therapy and stuff. Like it doesn't happen often, but they get this mental block where they could still throw the first, they could still throw the third or whatever, but for some reason they can't throw to the pitcher. What the heck is that? I don't know, but that's your brain, right? Your brain just fucks you. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I'll say. Yeah, but it, that, but that's the whole thing. Like, like just getting back to the like the education thing. It's but the thing is, it's like not just education. Like, was one plus one was one plus two? Mm-hmm. Like, it's how to deal with everything. But also, I think along the way, throughout life. You should just have to... Do you know how you have to go and renew your license and shit like that? You should have mm-hmm. to renew different aspects <laughs> as well. Like, just be... They'll be like, all right, so how how are you dealing with yourself this way and that way and the other? Because that's the foundation for everything, really. Well, that's why I started taking this acting class. Because I have been acting on and off, obviously, professionally and not for, like, 10 years or so. But... uh I'm a clown like I I do I come at it from a comedy like perspective like you're gonna and when I go for auditions and when I act and stuff you're getting a Chris's version of everything and I wanted to make it better like more diverse and yeah. challenge myself and now it's like yeah oh man it is fucking uncomfortable but most people do not want to adapt because they don't want to be uncomfortable yeah but imagine um like imagine if you will <laughs> imagine if you will i'm a good actor <laughs> no but uh i wish but the thing is is just for people in general yeah the uh throwing yourself into the fire again to uh break some of the old habits in yourself that's supposed to be good for your brain too. i think it is i think uh, you know I, I don't know i keep bringing this up but i did the first class last night and to be honest most of the time i was embarrassed with myself uh, my, a lot of it was because I didn't have the <laughs> words memorized for the scene we were doing that day, but also because because I was feeling insecure and in that regard, I still retreated back into my old bag of tricks, like how to make the crowd laugh. And yeah, stuff. and that's not good for acting. That's like yeah defense mechanisms, and so you yeah you got to break it down. You got to be feel humiliated a bit. Yeah, your pride has to take a kick. You know. 
Yeah, because I guess it's that thing where you're taking so leaps and stuff you haven't. So before. you'll need courses just to have sight. Socio like psychology courses just for the people that don't want to hurt themselves by going through change again. Yeah, <laughs> a little burp there. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. But picture this. Picture it, man. A class, like a full generation of kids that learn to be like emotional and it's okay, express their feelings and how they're feeling and it's okay, and that. You know, uh, and then and then I, that that helps with like racism and sexism and all these kind of isms and phobias and stuff, because then you realize like, oh, you're just projecting uh, uncomfortableness onto the other person because you're uncomfortable within yourself. Now that generation's older, and then you've got the younger generation going to classes, learning that too. But they're also coming home to parents that are okay with that stuff too, because our generation is still mostly raised by parents that don't express themselves and are a bit more repressed, right? Because they're from an earlier, like, yeah. you know, me generation or whatever. I don't know. But it's like this thing too, where the recipe also always has to be like changed and stuff, because there's yeah. certain things. Like I forget what it was. Like you know, like I think the. What happened was, you know how they got rid of all those games where you lose in some schools? Yeah. They found it just bred narcissism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, no, you have to learn how to win and lose. Yeah. You have to learn how to take it on the chin. Yeah. That's sort of what we're talking about. Yeah. You can't. And it's also, it's like learning how to deal with stuff rather than trying to get rid of it. Yeah, well, we're going through, I mean, geez, this comes up every time on the fucking podcast, but it's because it's like the biggest thing that's happening in our society right now is everybody's trying to correct everybody else to the point where um, you're like, what am I supposed to be like? You tell me. (laughs) Because honestly, it's like literally nothing. Nothing is good. Right, it seems that way, but that's what the news is turned into, right? Maybe this I'm, thing. yeah, maybe I'm just getting beaten down by the media. Yeah, no, it's easy to do, right? Because that's all the stories you. But really it's get. social media too. It's all friends who mostly agree with each other, still policing each other every day. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, but it's also this <laughs> whole thing where it's like people like to step on the throats of other people's ideas without even asking why they're thinking that way. So instead of having this thing where they could actually gain, like build a bridge between two people and some similar fucking understanding, they're just like, no, you're thinking wrong. And it's like, how do you know where's that thought even come from? That's what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah, if there is a far left leaning social justice warrior or a far right leaning, almost like you know racist freak or whatever if they could remember a time when they were taught to figure out where these true feelings are coming from within inside themselves like the psychological aspect of it they'll probably be able to handle it better and they'll stop telling the rest of the world what's wrong with them right do you see what i'm saying yeah and it's all about exposure too right so if people just hang out with other people yeah, and you find out, oh, we're just all fucking people. If pe- that's it. My, I'll double that and say, if people hang out with other people and express their feelings, but sometimes when I do say that, and I wor- I worry about then, like a few generations from now, we become this really like 
feelings oriented, <laughs> emotions oriented, and then all of a sudden this really cold, stoic warrior like uh, tribe just comes in and slices us all in swords That's... and goes, "Men rule!" And then we're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like sometimes I worry, and I'm really ignorant and uneducated, but sometimes I worry that if we are like if we do come to terms with all this like sort of more communal emotional like emotional understanding sort of way i feel like maybe that's what like and and then we're all up in our heads about that kind of stuff i feel like i hope that's not what rome was like and then the barbarians just came in and were like (laughs) what you know they don't don't explain anything to me i'm just gonna kill you and eat all your bread and worse but i think now the more or less the world's like interconnected yeah so like even if like sort of but there are barbarians fighting us oh i yeah but but they're like fringe element i guess i don't know best see i don't know either is like uh, i don't know how how much to trust the media and how much not to and i know this other stuff maybe we should move on to talking about that because i don't (laughs) i do know what you mean like i think like ideally with the media what i'd like to see happen is um where when the news program shows up it on the front you know how it's always got that crazy like graphic where the world spins and news comes around and everything yeah it just and then tells you how accurate it is as well it's like it's 65 percent accurate <laughs> since 1993 really you know? yeah and then each newscaster has an accuracy beside their name i, I think feel like each news best. program should just start with a guy going frightened yet <laughs> yeah hold on <laughs> but, but you know what i mean because i think that that would really make people take more uh like i don't know it would make you be like oh, okay so this guy talks or this lady talks a lot of shit my friend and i stuff. were talking the other day about how the media is literally just a business yeah and then uh and then to get generate ad revenue. And then there are people that are literally glued to the news 24-7. You're right. And sometimes I am a victim of that to a degree. And then I'll go – and then you go out and go, did you know this is happening? Are you worried about this? And all these people are doing nice things with their life on a nice day. And they're like, uh, I don't know. No, okay. Are you okay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you realize that, oh, shit. It's like I got – caught up in any kind of big advertising thing like as if i'm like watching a bunch of marvel movies yeah or like a netflix a series that i'm you know like uh, binge watching yeah. yeah but imagine the news like but the had news to, somehow it was the news is not benevolent is what I'm getting to at. a person yeah so, oh, like God. fox news looked like this <laughs> and cnn looked like this They'd all look like in the early 80s when, like, all the main actors were, like, Schwarzenegger, uh, Stallone, like, just these muscle-bound freaks with machine guns. Or they might be, like, tinfoil hat-wearing weirdos. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. (laughs) Like, did you hear about this? Yeah. A bomb blew up in the middle of uh, such and such a country. I'm like, I've never heard of that country in my life. But, run, bombs are coming. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But it does. But it's that thing where they give you where it feels as though I don't know if this is like on purpose or not. But it feels like they give you enough information so you shit your pants, but not enough. So like it's almost to get, keep you on edge, not to be like, hey, here's 
what's happening to help the situation. It's always like, hey, man, it's on the on the, over the horizon. Just over the horizon, there's trouble. There's yeah. always trouble over the horizon. And once you become aware of it, it's almost like real news headlines start to look like onion parodies and stuff. Yeah, but also sometimes you read the article and you're like, oh, the fucking headline's so off. Yeah. it's mis- The person that wrote the headline wrote the article so yeah and they fucking got me to read this piece of shit i know i bet you there's like a whole year of college just devoted to journalism yeah nailing that headline and there's always one person in class that always knows how to do it the best yeah and it's probably like taught by a marketing teacher and yeah but it's nuts too because that's another thing where companies can pay to put articles in newspapers that are just long ads that look like articles but they're actually just ads a nice utopian thing would be no news or just news where it's like hey this is the issue here's how to help (laughs) i like the here's how to help point it's yeah it's true we're never like yeah they're never like come on everyone let's get together it's well, always not like, even everyone just like five people <laughs> it's always like run yeah norm Keep McDonald, running norm mcdonald's bit about the w- missing woman is one of the best bits what's ever. that one what's he saying that one uh it's just about how is it on one of his stand-up specials yeah it's on me doing stand-up from 2011 oh that's such a good special yeah both one, his specials are great yeah the, yeah totally and the woman missing at first, he's like, "I don't give a shit. I don't on the counter. I don't know who Janice is because of yeah. Janice." But then after a while, they keep showing you found footage of Janice enjoying pizza, and ha- and then her friends talk about her, and then you're like, oh, "I hope they find Janice." <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes and he does like a nice little sort of subtle dig at how they get you invested in something right. that you never would have noticed in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's a good, like, just analogy of the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Well, he also starts the joke by saying, like, now news is, like, 24 hours long, right? And back in my day, it would only be half an hour. Um, <laughs> he's like, and even then they couldn't fill the half hour. There'd be, like, uh, you know, a story at the end about some fucking caribou or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like... And now, I still feel, even though the news is 24 hours now, it's I still a, feel like it should only be half, half an hour. Yeah. So, There's yeah, you're right. There's still local news that's that. Now, we're in a point in society where we need to start, we need to all be more aware of that and discern a bit more about what's important and what's just like yanking our chains. And yank- But that's the great thing about now, too, is because of things like YouTube or whatever, you can do your... But it's dangerous as well, because anyone can do it. That's the thing, <laughs> you know? man. Like, but it's just like... I know because some conspiracy theorists that would like show me videos and they'd be like, watch what this real scientist is saying for real. Yeah. And then I'd be like, is this his living room? And is that his wife? And <laughs> is that the sweater he chose? Like it's just like you made it at home. You you have no idea that he's a scientist or not. Yeah, there's no credential. Like whenever there's that those conspiracy theories, yeah. those videos, you know, they're like the Rockefeller family or whoever, blah blah blah, and they always have the music and then all these facts. But it's yeah. just like where'd you get? Are you talking those about facts? Zeitgeist? Whatever. Zeitgeist the, was the most like you saw it, right? I I think so. I it was. Saw it, so it was. Long ago. It was the most like made on iMovie. Someone obviously had a goal, but it, yeah, it had no credentials whatsoever. Yeah. It was just like super fear mongering, paranoia. But it's crazy, right? Because sometimes 
Like I, I, I know somebody I'll, I'll are like, I'll try having a conversation with them about something, you know, I'm not going to name names or anything, but they'll always be like, how do you know? How do you know that's even true? Right. And I'll yeah. be like, Oh, because there's studies on that. And he's like, how do you know those studies are true? And then I, I'm like, okay, so if we're going to argue like that, none of us have a leg to stand on because if my, if I can't say, believe that this institution's telling me the right things, then how are your institutions telling the right things? Then it's just like, why are we even talking? Well, yeah. It's uh, there's nothing to talk about then. But it if is hard because you'd be like, yeah, you could see this guy in it with glasses on and a sweater and he's like, I've held this press conference today to uh, and, and then it's like, dad, and it's like, I'm, I'm having a press conference. Yeah. You know, like that is the super phony guy. But then there's also like scientists that go on record and they they make puff piece articles, but really, yeah, those guys have been bought by corporations too to promote a certain agenda. So yeah, it's like you got to read between the lines, I guess, and like it's yeah. weird. But it's just crazy, right? Cuz like it, I, I would, life is just about trying to keep it going, like in in the simplest form. It's yeah. like, oh, I need to eat today and get water, and that's it. And then sleep somewhere that's not yeah. wet. Hopefully, and then kiss ho- a thing. Yeah, and then hopefully kiss a thing. And if it's a clear night, I get to see some stars, which is pretty sweet. You know, like it yeah. used to just be that, and now it's so convoluted. But in un- underlying, there's always that. Oh, I just need food and water. Yeah, we're still literally and, just driven by our animal instincts. Yeah, and but sometimes then we I wonder it. that this smokescreen stuff that we, this convoluted smokescreen stuff that we've created for each other, is sort of just a competitive thing to see who's survival of the fittest through the thick of shit. Well, yeah, you know I, what I mean, thought, like who can I who can move forward because of losers. <laughs> right like because complaining about in shit? the true in the true essence of survival of the fittest it's going to be the fittest animals that make it through right mm-hmm. and then you're not going to have people that need glasses or whatever you know so and you think the losers create these distractions to help slow down the winners yeah, like the first king or whatever was probably the biggest loser and he just needed a way to find out how to hold something above other people so that they could get some nice food too yeah. And instead of they, they got tired of eating, so he shit. drowned them with paranoia. Yeah, or he killed enough of them until they were like, "Okay, we'll follow you." I think that's a good way of thinking about it. <laughs> but now we're in the middle of this, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But if 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 we go into a, someone's house and CNN is on, we could we'll have the power to look at CNN and go, I know you. <laughs> no, no, no. Turn it off. Let's eat some pie. <laughs> pie. Yeah, pie is What's real. What's your favorite kind? Do you like pie? Yeah, lemon meringue. Yeah. First, foremost. Really? But then I'll go apple, blueberry, yeah, right. whatever. That's pretty cool. But yeah, lemon meringue. Um, both Kathleen and I love lemon meringue, which is nice. It's nice to have a favorite pie as your wife. <laughs> that was a fucked up sentence. <laughs> I know what you meant, but you might want to rewind and record over that no <laughs> that that was like a pun that you'd find in like a 1960s playboy <laughs> joke column beep, beep. it's always nice to have a favorite pie as a wife wait honk yeah so we just kind of went off on like it's a little muddy but we're making points yeah it's as muddy as the world it's nice though we're trying to clear the mess for ourselves but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's all just 
it's hard to get a clear storm yeah it's hard to be yeah it's hard to get a clear perspective because one thing comedians do and right now they're getting a lot of credit for putting light on talking straight about news and their acts and there's but also comedians are such like um almost like like self-important dandies that really like yeah we're summarizing the ideas of the world for for you guys but we're also like all up in our own ass about coming up with the best metaphor and the best analogy to the point where it's just more mud as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's still important and good. In a way. But you know what I mean? It's like, oh. I want to just quit. I want to <laughs> become a gardener. Yeah. I, I told my friend that I want to be a gardener the other day. I think it'd be cool to be like a guy that just sets up people's indoor farms. <laughs> You know, just to go like, this is all you need in your backyard, and now you have all the vegetables. Is that your utopia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just being like someone that's like, here you go, and this turns your shit back into clean water. Did you have some other utopian ideas that... Uh... I think it would be I great. should say at this point, before I keep distracting you. Or, that's uh, fine. Cutting you off, but I should say at this point that the reason why these themes are, <laughs> are going... like. When you watch Pat do stand-up, too, these themes are in your stand-up. That's why I think Some it's good that it. you're talking about all this. Some yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you talk about what you care about the world in your stand-up. And you take the piss out of it and stuff, and it's nice. I think it's, like, important to laugh at things, but not... I, I think my favorite comedy is the stuff that makes you laugh at stuff, but not in a way where it undercuts the importance of it but in a way where it makes you go oh that's not as scary as i thought it was yeah you know like there's a big difference between going oh uh, this issue isn't really big problem versus oh this issue is uh we could actually solve this if we wanted to and it's not as scary as we thought it was this convo reminds me of that one of the best bill hicks jokes like because bill hicks was always like ah we're in hell Right. But but really, he has that joke about watching the news and feeling like you're in hell. But then you turn it off and go outside, and like the birds are chirping and it's a beautiful evening or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, um, as much as he started that whole like corny sort of truthsayer, uh, ver- like version of um, stand up. You know, there's a lot of p- imitators of him that suck. Right. Well, you stupid. can say like Lenny Bruce started that. Yeah. Right. Or Lenny there was Bruce. always people talking shit like that. Well, I'm, the jesters, but I know what you the mean. The jesters yeah, yeah. used to say that about the king, and then the king would be like, "All right." Uh. <laughs> but I think the best but, part about, but I sorry, like that yeah. joke a lot. I think yeah, that's yeah. one of his best ones because it summarizes perfectly uh, the truth about all the noise in, in his own act. What he was saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which reminded me of what you were just saying now. But that. But that's also like I heard like Sam. They asked him if he liked watching like other political comedians. He's like, Nah, man, I'm already in my head enough. I like watching like weird shit. <laughs> Who said that? Doug Stanhope. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, he's great. But yeah, I don't know. I was reading but, this. Uh, um, I was looking up like classic bar jokes and stuff. I'm trying to like make my stand up sound a bit more like classic. Yeah, and uh, just for my own kicks, and then. I read this article, like, a bunch of comedians were giving their favorite, like, just street jokes, basically. And Doug Stanhope had the best one. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. So this guy is driving down a rural road. I'm saying it my style, but this is the joke. Driving down a rural road, and he looks over on the farm field. He sees this farmer with a bunch of pigs around him. And then a tree, an apple tree. And he'd lift up a pig, and one pig would eat the apple. 
and he put it down and he'd lift up another pig and the pig would eat an apple off the branch and he put it down and so on the guy pulls his car over he's like what i gotta uh, and then he just like runs over to the farmer he's like hey i'm sorry i just gotta ask you a question uh why don't you knock the uh why do you feed the pigs like that you can knock the apples off so they all uh eat at the same time save a bunch of time right and the farmer goes, uh, what's time to a pig? <laughs> <laughs> it's all, yeah, I don't know where Doug Stanhope first heard it, but he printed it in this article. And it's like, now that's my favorite joke ever. Yeah, that's such a funny just thing. Uh, what's time to a pig? What's time to a pig? <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's another thing, too. I got, in my utopia, there'd be no clocks. And no night. I would love that. I get rid of a fucking the calendars. No days of the week. No, none of that shit. I like that. Get fucked. Yeah, like if someone's like, like, "What day is it?" It's like, get fucked. Have some fun. Go fuck yourself. If you ever want to see the worst version of me, um, watch me racing against the clock when I'm late for something. You can't beat it. I'm so mad. (laughs) I hurt my arms they always smash into the wall <laughs> i hit my leg i drop everything yeah i forget something yeah like even I within spaces you're so um familiar with you still bump into things i know i hate it yeah that's the only thing i'm worried about with my daughter is that she's gonna see me late for something one day <laughs> and, I'm, and i'm just gonna be like fuck fuck you know like between yeah, my yeah. teeth and be like um that happens sometimes okay sweetie <laughs> that's so funny like she'll just see me being an uh irresponsible idiot yeah but we've all seen our parents do that i know it's also like yeah it's kind of like a well that's life but yeah yeah i like no clocks a lot no clocks no calendars and i like how he said that you know i mean i'm i yeah no calendars i like how we have said that the news and all that's paranoid fear-mongering shit is just like this sort of like distraction from losers yeah or distraction by losers so people can't be better than them but that's what i think a lot of issues are well in a way the government they're like conspiracy theorists and i meant some other think that government uh suppresses people by keeping them in fear and that and that's actually one of the things the republican party actually admits to is like yeah we are like a (laughs) fear-based sort of like you know because they're not even a lot of them aren't religious but they'll do the christian thing the god-fearing stuff like I've actually heard that, like, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a political strategy that they use. See, because I'm like, if this is kind of a conspiracy theory, or it is, well, right? when because the conspiracy yeah. is just more than one person working towards a goal, right? Like that's a, like conspire to do something, but that yeah, whole thing, like all these, all these, whether it's exists or not, the fallout's the same. So it's, if it's intentional or not, it doesn't matter. The fallout's the same, but yeah. all of these issues that are sort of like stupid ones, like say like how some countries don't have gay marriage yet, you know, or there'll be like wage disparity and all this other garbage, it's almost like they, they cause it would, it's easy enough for them to just go, it's gone. These people can do this now, everyone's the same, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's almost like they put so many hurdles in the way of yeah. getting to equality or whatever you want to call it, you know, and, and it's just so that they can get away with 
keeping on uh, sticking their dick in the being machine. Being powerful. Having yeah. all the money, being powerful. Because if that no was one can all challenge the them way. if they're all like distracted by all these, yeah, it's all these tiny little distractions. Well, it's like, I've never looked at the social media. I've never looked at social media and like the news and thought so much that the words, the expression divide and conquer is most prevalent than right now. Than right now. Yeah. It's fucking insane. We're all policing each other, mad at each other, yelling at each other, but all of us are fucking powerless in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. We're all bossing each other around. It's, some of it is nice. Some of it is going into a nice direction. Like right. some people that have needed need a voice have well-deserved voices at this point. It's nice. But if you look at it from a bird's eye view, it's like the meat is just over there, but the pile of ants are fighting themselves like two feet away. Yeah, yeah. Like go to the fucking meat. Yeah, it's a. The meat's right there, man. <laughs> the meat's right there. No, but we were discussing something. See, that's the thing. Fanciful fucking metaphors, analogies, yeah. whatever. You're a loser. I'm a fucking. I'm gonna become a gardener and blow my brains out, bury yeah. my own head. Sick. <laughs> this makes the best soil. The tale of the gardener who buried his own head by Edgar Allan Peepee. <laughs> Edgar Allan Peepee Poo Poo. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I I also want to say that I sound passionate, but really I'm just jacked off a of green tea. <laughs> woo woo! Ay, ay, ay. Liquid passion juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think the ultimate thing is like, um, this, just, I'm changing the name of this podcast to Spitballing. Spitballing, baby. Okay, sorry, I interrupted oh, you for the last time. That's fine. No, it won't be the last time. <laughs> uh, but just like to get all that other shit out of the way, like just to people just hanging out and just talking shit like that's all like if you think about it in the like grand scheme of things right like we have yeah. eyes which is great you know like if you think about it like we're of what we know we're the we're the only planet that inhabits life close to here right within driving distance of or whatever but yeah. it's insane that we live on a planet where there's tasty food you know and you can take naps and and you can uh you know just like swim and you can do all this other, and you can see stars and we're all just like fighting over bullshit instead yeah. of just being like hey eat this take a nap over there look yeah. at those stars like that's all we should be doing i know like all this other shit is stupid we should and all be hugging under the stars after eating like um <laughs> like a even curry if, chicken roti or if you don't like someone just like go like oh i'm hanging out with these people and stop fucking with those people but i know it's like it sounds really hyper stupid like idealistic and oversimplified and stuff like that I know but the mean. other thing is too is there's probably too many fucking people that's or who knows if that's even a thing oh you think we're being lied to <laughs> who knows oh my god <laughs> like it's just but that's the other thing right it's like where do you stop asking questions and when and it's just so dumb it's i guess there's just some people that are so fixated on the idea that they know the exact way that the world should be run that they just go crazy and they join and people start following them and then it becomes these weird sort of subgroups of angry people i don't know but it must be weird too to have like certain amount of power where you can actually go go over there and then a bunch of people go that way you're yeah. like no that way now and it's like Ugh. it's almost like a giant game with simon says but when people don't listen to simon they die 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like Simon says pay your taxes and you don't. It's like Simon says you're going to jail. You know? It's yeah. just so weird. And it's, uh, I understand there probably has to be some sort of, because like in this house, for instance, right? There's like seven people living in, two people live in the basement, so that's their own sort of thing. So it's five people sharing one bathroom and one kitchen. If there's not some semblance of order, the bathroom's just going to be run over with like shit and mildew and all that, and the kitchen's just going to be overrun with plates. You know, yeah. So there has to be some order where it's like, all right, you wash your dishes, do all this and that. But, but in like, a, yeah, in a smaller community like that, even this house has problems. The consideration seems people. more reasonable. Yeah, but maybe it seems like when there's just such a giant mass number of people, that's when the imagination runs wild, and people don't, they can't, they can't imagine everybody getting along and being democratic with each other no and they want to move to mars but that's just this portion of society that's like it's almost like say everyone here say this was planet earth there's five people living in here or seven and they're like oh if us three live together it'd be fine and then they go to mars and then they're like well no i should have my own planet and then they it's like what's after mars like we're not escaping the problems are still going to be the same. I always think that because like I you, you can sum it up with travel, right? It's like when you first start out as a poor person traveling, you take the bus. And then when you start like making money, um you you get a car and you drive your car and then you you get to a point where you're driving in a limo. Yeah. Or someone's driving you and then when you fly, you know, same thing it's like coach first class and then finally you get your private, private jet, jet yeah. or like rich people they build mansions in like rich secluded neighborhoods so you can't even see the neighbor and then if you're super rich then all of a sudden you're on an island yeah it's like what is the deal <laughs> with running away like the more you have the more you separate yourself from civilization like, yeah it's it weird. is the same thing even like if you just look at like a building like, like people condo, that live those together is the furthest away from the ground you know yeah they have their own floor and all yeah that they're like shit. um i'm close to the sky so you know <laughs> yeah but like yeah. i'm closer to god than you so there's something about like maybe this is like fucking sociology 101 and i just dropped out of fucking all schools but the thing is is like yeah it's like like when you dropped out of school did you renounce all schools is that what you're saying i dropped out of all schools yeah i was like schools are for all fools schools all schools are for all fools school sucks with no i wish i stayed in school but i was just like too antsy i was bad i couldn't pay attention yeah but i had this conversation with a friend and it's i think this is the thing like whenever anyone says something like that like he was like, oh, I wish I could play piano. I'm like, well, you still can. Yeah, you know. And he's so like, no, no, no. I wish school? I could play now. I don't want to start playing now. <laughs> I wish my younger self yeah. had the gusto, and then I wouldn't have to deal with all the learning. Well, I don't want to go back to school. Yeah, like I'd as, be in hell. No, but as soon as if you were, let's say you're like, I wish I went back to school, and then tomorrow you went back to school, you'd be in class and be like, oh, this is why. I didn't like school. Yeah, I literally it's, couldn't sit still. It's like getting back together with someone. But one of the problems about being like shit. a dropout is a university dropout is like, then I will think I have all these like big, ginormous, epic thoughts, like these epiphanies. And I'm like, that's what it is. And then educated, more educated people will be like, yeah. Mr. Kent thought about that in 1817. Yeah. Some bullshit. I know. Yeah, but then and I read stuff too. I do read. I read philosophy and stuff, but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You still can't you still can't formulate everything until you've experienced more stuff on your own. Yeah. But also that's why I think the whole thing about having like a panel of experts dealing with something instead of other stuff. Like with the yeah. like I don't think every leader regardless of country should be able to just go okay this guy's heading this now it should be like no these are the most qualified people to be in charge of the environment these are that's why the super we we just like we touched on why the super rich people um don't think communally like the five people that live together in one house yeah because they live secluded in the middle of nowhere and so they don't think of us as like a community with themselves they think of themselves as above the community and we are like ants basically or rats or mice but then like you know it's like but it's also they it's everyone has their own issues right so and you only have so many so much time in a day and all this other stuff so you can't really understand other people you have a hard enough time even understanding yourself but if there is like but you can sort of make a correlation it's like oh the richer you get the more you separate yourself from society and then also the richer you get the more easy it is for you to run society yeah but imagine you were so so you're running society but you're separated from society you're so rich and powerful you're never thirsty or hungry so, so like you didn't understand thirst or hunger yeah so you're like what people need water and food no they don't i have water all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but that's what's happening yeah and they're like oh what do you mean people feel cold <laughs> yeah. never cold you don't feel cold i have sweaters <laughs> but that <laughs> sums it up right yeah you know it's like that whole thing like i i don't think I think like what they should do is dismantle every kind of government and go. This government deals like make like a like it's what it is too is like no one's polarized really. It's all we're all dichotomies, so we're all collections of different um, political ideas. Like no one's a true Democrat or no one's a true Republican. You know, you have some stuff that leans this way and some stuff that leans that way, and you're just an amalgamation of all that bullshit. Yeah, you know? but do you think so, the world should be just like a giant hippie commune? <laughs> I don't know about that. But, I, you're, but all you, your true passion is just, just like eat good food and look at the stars. Yeah, that's <laughs> all we should be doing. So, what it's kind so of community dumb. is that? Yeah, do you know what though? It's this whole thing too. Is like you can't get a, rid of extreme poverty unless you get a, rid of extreme wealth, right? Because it's just like. <laughs> It's just they are both. hogging it from people. Yeah, and they're it's that's what's happening. That's why there's extreme poverty. It's because all these people are living in these mansions that they don't really need and all this stuff. If you became super successful, would you live in a mansion? I don't think I could. I first of all, I'd be too scared. It's so big and like echoey. You know, I I don't think I'd be able to sleep. <laughs> yeah, whenever I think of a, living in a mansion, I imagine myself using the toilet and then. A cold breeze is making my butt chilly. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what keeps you from a mansion? Well, I mean, if I had the opportunity, I'd be like, well, I don't want a a breezy, cool bathroom. Yeah. Then the bathroom's so big and it's so far away. You're like, like, hello? Hello? It takes you like... The tiles are cold. The 
porcelain's cold. Your bed's so big, it takes so long to just like shift. Like if you happen to roll into the middle of it and then you wake up and you have to go to the bathroom, it takes you like how long to get off of it? There's always a ghost in a mansion too. There has to be. Are you going to pay? Like if you're a ghost, you don't pay rent. Where are you going to live? Mansion. Yeah, man. You're not going to live in a fucking basement apartment. Do I sound like a moron spitballing these basic ideas? Who cares? Do you know the thing is? It's like as long as people enjoy it, right? I You're not hurting anyone, are you? But they might be smarter than me being like, oh, brother, we are, we know. Yeah, but then... Like, these are things I'm passionate about. You can know about it and still be like fucking pissed about it. Yeah, are you scared of the smart people judging you? Yeah, always. Yeah. That'd be the best if Neil deGrasse Tyson listens to this. Do you know what, though? I think there's a big misconception about what smart is, too. Let's hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. I don't know. Because I remember one of my friends, he told me um, most geniuses are depressed. And I was, he read an article about that. And I'm like, buddy, don't fucking give me that. Cause you know, you're just saying that so that, because you think you're smart and you're depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another thing the internet can do now. You can type in two words and you'll, however yeah. you're feeling, and then you'll find an article that justifies the, what you want to hear. Right. But, but I think there's like, there's so many misconceptions on that front though. Like, cause it, with that in particular, it's like, if you were really smart, wouldn't you f- be able to figure out a way not to be depressed? Right? Yeah. Like, that's true genius lies in that. And then you have, like, the thing about Einstein being a genius, right? But then he developed all these theories that developed a bomb. And now look where we're at. If Einstein really was a genius, he'd have the forethought to go, these people can't handle this. But he was put in a position. But he did regret it. Where, yeah, he was put in a position where they thought um, the Germans were developing it. So he did that. So that's a bit different, right? Because he did try to stop it. But I don't know. I think, like,. Uh, I'm an idiot too, you know, so I don't know. But I think like real smart people have the ability to communicate their ideas to other people and they don't think they're above anyone else. Whenever anyone thinks they're above anyone, they're a fucking idiot. Right. That's what I think, you know? Yeah. Fucking moron. That's a nice point. They're just like, oh, I'm smarter than you and you're an idiot. It's like, well, no, you're not. You you can't communicate your idea to this person. So you're the idiot. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or maybe it's like they would be like, okay, well, we can't talk about this yet because you got to understand this, this and that first. And then we can talk about that. Yeah. They're like, how does nuclear fission work? It's like, well, maybe you should first learn how to what a chain reaction is, you know, or something like that. I should get Noam Chomsky on this thing. Yeah. Or and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. I would love to do a part two of this episode with you and noam chomsky <laughs> so then he's listening to us and just like rolling his fucking yeah head. he's like oh guys but i think too it's like <laughs> oh, guys 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 let me let me get wouldn't that be wicked if you sent him it and he just had a podcast called i interject and then he would just be like well actually this that and the other and then the, the podcast yeah. continues chomsky's notes chomsky's notes <laughs> that'd be great yeah Huh. Yeah. Any other utopian ideas? Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, everyone should get like uh, the living wage is a really cool thing. Yeah, like I think everyone should basically be provided with what they need to to live. But then say you're like, I want a pair of Air Jordans. It's like okay, then you got to get a job. 
Yeah. You get these shoes, which are fine. You know, and you get this this food and this, and it's all good. Do you think like, that's what's gonna happen? People get a living wage, but they'll just waste it. Um, I don't th- the I don't know. The thing is with AI, it's it could kill all of us or it could help all of us. It's just the thing I believe is like you should always look at worst case scenario, and if you're willing to deal with it, right? Worst case scenario is the robot stabs you with a knife, like soup. cold heartedly, yeah. <laughs> and doesn't even know that it, like soup? the real damage of what it does. Yeah, are you willing to deal with it? Um, well, they had to shut down a bunch of those robots that were developed their own language. More the Facebook language—that's insane. Yeah. But, but who knows what they were talking about? They could have been like, "Pull my finger." You know, they could have been like, I wish I could fart or who knows. I don't know. I think they were probably talking about how dumb we are. <laughs> yeah. These guys are idiots. Let's scare them a little bit sort of thing. Well, it's like if we were invented by uh, frogs. Why frogs? Because they're cute and they hop around and they, they have their system. But really, when you look down at them, you're like, this is pathetic. <laughs> you think that's, <laughs> that's what ai thinks about us yes of course they say all that stuff they're cute they fight over stupid shit but really they're pathetic yeah of course of course <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe um yeah I don't uh, know. one other thing that i would get rid of is shit products That'd be great. Yeah. Like, we don't need a shit version of everything. Right. You know? But then the problem with that is the better product will just fleece you. Yeah. But also, everything's got a... There's no waste. You know? Because, like, we as a society or humans invented waste because everything else would just be, like, turned back into whatever. You know? Like, animal shit and piss stuff out. And then that shit would be, like... You know, so it would Hamburger. feed the next thing. It would be it would be a, it was a fertilizer for the plants, and then that blah 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 yada yada yada. But now we're just like there's garbage, and it's sitting there forever. <laughs> Let's put it in the ocean. So we'll just hang out eating tomatoes all the time. Just tomatoes. You should tell Pure the audience that you're a vegetarian. Audience, you're a vegetarian. I I am. I should tell them. Yeah. I used to have this joke. I'd say like. Something like I'm a vegetarian, and I go, I don't think I'm better than you. I know I am. (laughs) I don't eat meat. I meat eat. Sick, bro. (laughs) There, that's my vegetarian joke. I don't eat meat. I meat eat. Um, I was just driving back from that. Autumn Jaunt 2 road trip that I did with uh, Tom Henry and Sarah Hennessy. And I came up with a funny... We we went to a restaurant that somebody recommended, and it was only okay. And I came up... (laughs) It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. But then I came up with an idea for giving a good review for a restaurant that you didn't like the food. So ask me how the food was. How was the food? Well, I love eating. (laughs) It, uh, eating was great. Yeah. Eating food was great. I love it. But the food. Yeah. I love eating and it had food, so it was great. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. Nice little uh, 
Sidewinder. Do you know the? There's an Irish saying. So, like, oh. so I was like eating at my friend's Irish? house when I was a kid. His dad's Irish, you know. Yeah. And I just like his mom made food, or he did. I forget. One of the parents made food, and I'm like, oh man, this meal's great. Thank you so much. And the dad just goes, hunger is the best sauce. Oh my goodness! And I was like, buddy, I so that just like why do you have to undercut my compliments? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> Who made the food? I think I think the other one. Who? Whoever didn't say it. There you go. Yeah. There's something going on between them. No, I think he was just being cheeky, as they say. Yeah, but it's still a dig. It is a dig. Because you gave compliment to the chef and he undercut the chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy They probably had a They probably got day? divorced. Yeah. If you're both listening to this separately... Get back together. Parent trap. <laughs> That's what this whole episode was about. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to summarize this because it was so... I don't know. We talked about a Some million things. epic shit, bro. But it's epic and it's not. Yeah, it's just like we all... Like, it's gook. like... Here's the thing. I talked earlier about like worrying about being like educated enough to talk about this stuff. But... Because some of it is just like basic feelings and stuff that we know day to day, but the thing is, is like you you need to express that. That's the thing, right? Yeah, you need to express concern with like being manipulated by the media. You know the way that the rich people dominate the poor people, the rich government dominates the poor people. I mean, it's obviously it's clear as day there in front of us all the time, and it makes us upset. But you still need to like express it. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I I think it's also the whole thing where it's like, as I think I mentioned it earlier, it's like just knowing what to do because it's like we're just told what's wrong, but yeah. we're never told how to fix it, or yeah. if anyone's even working on fixing it. And your idea like, to fix it is to just shit near a potato patch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm just joking. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's true. <laughs> Buddy. I like your idea of just like quitting everything and becoming a guy that teaches people how to make their houses self-sufficient. <laughs> yeah, but it's happening in a way, right? Like yeah, with all the like, it's leaning that way. Tesla stuff and all that shit. Yeah, you know, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Uh, my dad, before he passed away last year, he oh, moved to, to Prince Edward Island to. Uh, his goal was to build a self-sufficient house yeah and him and his uh partner at the time that she and him were like really good gardeners and he was doing it he just didn't physically make it but right uh, you know he was an older generation and he was like really trying to make a change yeah no i think there is that but also that older generation had that with the whole hippie movement, right? That like, they was could still get tactile, right? They'd still use their hands and get dirty, right? Yeah. We don't really do that uh, in the city as much. No. But it depends where you are in the world, I guess. But, yeah. Dirty city? Dirty city. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got dirt under your fingernails, but it's not from gardening. It's Is from it? working for the man. <laughs> <laughs> It's from tapping on the computer. <laughs> My keyboard is dirty. 
That would be a good protest, just going to a big office building and dumping buckets of dirt onto people's <laughs> laptops. But then putting nice flowers in them. Yeah. And then going, see? <laughs> <laughs> see? All right. I feel like I'm running out of steam. Did we summarize it? No, we oh, didn't. Oh, I, I think the my utopia would be just to know what I have to do. <laughs> I feel rudderless. <laughs> you know, that's such a good point. I really like your point of the news frightening us all the time, but then also never giving us a positive suggestion or nudge toward what we can do. Yeah. You're totally right. I never thought of it that way. I, I'm, I have a joke I'm working on. Do you? It's kind of... Good. But I'm not going to say it here. So then that's what we'll promote. Next time you hear of Pat Bercher in your town doing stand-up, go see him because a joke based on almost everything we talked about uh, um, will be ready. A 30-second joke. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect hey, analogy. News. Hey, news. Help us. So I'm banging this. Banging this pile of dirt. <laughs> yeah, and uh, tomato grows, and uh, then I looked at the like, stars. I am a farmer. You ever look at the stars, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good night, stars. Good. <laughs> Do you practice your stand-up to stars? Yeah. That's nice. And, you know, when I see a shooting one, then I'm doing well. <laughs> Where's this guy going to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anything else you want to promote? Uh, Todd Graham is the best. All right, everyone. That was Pat Bircher. Pat, thanks so much for uh, uh, allowing me to come over to your comedy uh, party house. I don't know if you guys party a lot, but man, uh, it was a fun time hanging out and talking about pondering like how do we fix the world and what is the world and why why do we feel so emotional and why does it affect us and what else can we do and should we go to space? All kinds of beautiful ideas. And uh, follow him at Pat Bercher on Twitter. I don't know if he tweets a lot, but he'll maybe update shows and stuff. You got to go see him. He's super funny. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that was a fun time. Follow us at Utopia to Me. Follow me at Chris Lock Fun. Listen, if you're in Toronto, this is coming out uh, about a week and a half from now. I've got my own headlining show at the Drake Underground on Tuesday, November 28th. I also have a new website um that you can go to chrislockcomedy.com which always has show updates like big show updates and videos and info and links and i don't know stuff more and so you can do that now chrislockcomedy.com but yeah go to twitter go to facebook go to instagram i got an instagram account but yeah that was pat bircher super fun time listen i hope you guys are on your couch uh, I hope at this point in the podcast you've enjoyed the whole podcast, but at this point you 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 enjoyed it, you're relaxed, and it's time for a snooze. So thanks so much for checking in again. Always have a good time, and always walk outside to breathe fresh air. And remember how beautiful the outside planet is. Breathe in that fresh air through the nose, out the mouth. <sighs> Do that like. For the rest of your life and then go up to a tree and look at how tall it is and watch the branches touch the sky and then pat the bark and say thank you all right and that's what i'm going to say to you guys now for tuning in thank you all right goodbye